Compass FM with Stead. Uh, Michaela Woods is also in the studio. Uh, she was thinking about having a go at that, I think. Morena, how are you, Michaela? Good, thanks. Now, you're from the Tikohaka Otuhaitara Trust Wooden Beach Coastal Park. There, thanks for coming in. No, I love coming in. Yeah, so cool. So, we've got a bit of a theme which I think is really cool uh, as we move forward with these uh, chats. We have different sort of subjects each time, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, today uh, we'll be talking about plant life within the park uh, and how it differs between areas in terms of growth rate, but also maybe talking a little bit about the species and the Māori and mana of nature and, and what that means. Yep. Awesome. So if you just want to give us a little bit of a rundown about how, um, how the park's been going. So the park's been doing really well. Um, the bouts of rain and sunshine have been very beneficial for yeah. a lot of our later season plantings. Um, specifically um, in October, we planted up an area down south um, with heaps of um, mako mako or wineberry, oh. um, which is a little bit fussy on the fussier side. Oh, is it? It's quite fertile <laughs> soil, but it's doubled in size, which is incredible to see because there's been some other ones I've planted that haven't quite been so succe- successful. But mm. I think that rain has really facilitated that growth of them, which is cool. Is it just due to placement and maybe the water flowing down in that direction, do you think? Or is it? Um, I think it's just those little showers mm. that have been a bit more consistent this summer compared to other summers so usually when we plant them later in the season we don't like to really do that because of the heat and the intensity Mm. of the sun if they don't have enough time to establish before that intensity comes through uh, they tend to kind of singe because their roots aren't quite established in the ground yet. Sure and then the other hard part is sometimes with the weather being the way it is you know we might get a massive big downpour and then they get uh, sodden roots right (laughs) lots and lots of water so they go from not enough to, to too much. Yeah, so I think it's been quite nice. It's been like hot, rainy, hot, rainy, hot. So it's been quite good for them. Absolutely. So, uh, of course, as you're saying, many effect, uh, factors affect the plant growth. Uh, not limited to light, though, nutrient and water availability. So composition and structure, I guess, is, is as you're saying, does differ throughout the park. So if you can just sort of explain the different aspects and areas of the park when you're restoring forests and the wetlands as well. Yep. So one of the biggest things that changes throughout the park is the soil composition um obviously being in the coastal area there's huge portions of that which is sand um obviously that's very free draining so there's only particular species that like that sand which is like your akiaki and all those sorts of plants and nio um and then obviously there's other places because there's forestry that's gone on through there's some old skid sites which we've talked about before yeah which is just all where they do the logging and the processing so behind is actually like a lot of um decomposing um wood and stuff which turns into like a more um fertile loamy sort of kind of soil so that's like a composty uh, yeah nutrients is a lot more and it's a bit slower draining compared to your sand so there's where you'd get your wine berries that kind of prefer that area a little bit better right so you'd need to have a huge knowledge of plants right being able to work at coastal park yeah we're still learning i mean i'm obviously yeah i'm definitely still learning yeah um each day there's kind of like a new plant that i kind of delve a bit deeper into but i think because my passion lies in plants i'm very much that is excited about it that is so cool so um i'd imagine you know as you're saying you've got to try and um do do you plant where the um, pine trees were like the plantations do you plant in between them do you know what i mean like the the ones that's been cleared out or do you just wait for that to regrow um so it's a bit of both um obviously all of our plants are we get them through funding or donations as a charitable trust 
Um, so, yeah, we try and plant as many as we can each year. I think this year, just been was 15,000 plants, so it's Fantastic. quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we just try to plant them where we can. So there are some biodenodes scattered throughout the forest, and there's also an area where I planted the wine berries, which I liked. And the reason I picked that area later in the season was also because there was a biofilm sort of on the top, which is just like a lot of moss ah. and all of that stuff, which kind of hints to me that the soil is quite fertile and Ooh. functional. So that's why I kind of wanted to plant there later in the season with the hopes that they would survive a little bit better than somewhere else. And they've done um, really well. They have so done far, really, really well. That is awesome. Yeah. Good spotting. That yeah. Is a good job. Um, so you've been working with uh, lots of school groups as well too. So can you let us know how it's gone so far and a little bit about their um, biotinoids? Yeah, so far it's been really good. I've had um, a few groups in um, and what I've been doing with them is these and new groups who have just been given a biodenode and adopted a biodenode. So for the first lesson, I like to kind of take them to the site and do, from a science-y sort of view, it's like a site assessment, but from more of the spiritual, cultural sort of side of things, it's connecting with the environment. So it's just taking them there, um, letting them kind of feel the environment, mm. see what they can hear, use all of their senses, what can they hear, what can they see, what can they feel, and just get that really... Um, like the observation side of things going so that they can connect with the environment and see how it's already functioning so that that way they can sort of apply that knowledge um, to other plants and other sites and see where there's similarities in their sites or differences and um, yeah it helps them to sort of yeah get that um, inference of the site and yeah they get the whole um, sense of kaitiakitanga because they get to connect spiritually with that site and from there they can help facilitate it like specific to where the site is and what the site's doing rather than trying to take knowledge from a different site and trying yeah. to force it into somewhere where it's yeah. kind of not going to work they yeah. get to yeah feel it first that is so awesome thank you for explaining that that was so well explained that's really really cool Michaela I, I love the fact um, our kids were also uh, involved in the, with uh, the Woodland School Biota Note um, my eldest who's now night 19 and uh, they love being part of what Coastal Park did and uh, what you do to teach is incredible because hopefully it means that we encourage the youth of today to get involved with their more with their ecosystem and for mental health it is huge as well too right? Yeah the kids actually pointed that out themselves yesterday which was beautiful to see about how when you care for the environment it cares for you um, which is a really good way of seeing it sometimes we kind of look at the environment as a form of resources mm. or something like it's there for us yeah. but it's not it's there to exist with us yeah. so we need to start kind of applying that a lot more and being that like kaitiaki mm. if you care for the environment it's going to care for you yeah well so, said. Yeah. That is really lovely that the kids said that as well. Too. It was yeah, beautiful. So yeah. Um, now we're just about running out of time, but um, just quickly, can you tell us about Miss Daisy's note? Oh, Miss Daisy's note is absolutely incredible. So the soil there is more of that loamy kind of soil, gotcha. very, very yep. fertile, and it holds its water um, better compared to the other biodenodes. 
This daisies was planted up in August 2022 and just under one and a half years it is flourishing. It is, you need to go down and see it. It's incredible. That is so cool. So if we want to go and check out the, the biota nodes or we just want to come down to Coastal Park, Michaela, um, where would we start? Do we just rock on up to the office? Uh, like is there um, information? Would The best thing to be is to come and see you, I guess, to say where you can go to. Yeah, we have maps within our office which will help point you to all the trails and all that sort of stuff um but just before our office um if you look to your left before the camp um there's our compound where our vehicles stay but that's where miss daisy's node is is right there oh right there so you don't have to go too far but look if you wanted to go on an adventure you can go on an adventure on coastal park i would say yeah, you still take you know sun, sunscreen sun hat water yes it's yeah, a yeah. scorcher out there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely hey thank you so much for coming in today it's always a pleasure having you come in and assure your passion with two Hightara Coastal Park, uh, Wooding Beach, and we will catch you back next month. Sounds beautiful. Compass FM.